You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Benny and the Jets. I don't know about this song no. in relation to uh, Game One, Game Three of the Western this Conference Finals. This is the Final. route to the Western Conference Finals. Strict the Jets and uh. Ben Bishop. Benny and the Jets. Oh, I Jimmy like Benz. that. There That's you the go. Logic behind yeah. it. This is a thought-provoking this, program this that forces good. you to this look between the lines. No, I like that. I like that because okay. they beat Benny and they beat the <laughs> I, Jets. I take it, Benny back. and the Jets. Thank you. Back. But take we didn't really <laughs> nail down a name for the San Joseian fan. Someone you, suggested the Chum because Shark Chum. Chum. Yeah, chum. A bunch of techies. Tech, so tech, hockey techies. Ice techies. Tech, tech nerds. Ice techies. I, they are not. They don't. They have no idea what's going on. Well, I think you say that about every. I think you think that you think that about every hockey the fan. People base. around me had no idea what's going on, and they're making more money than the highest paid player on the team. I can tell you that. To make fun of them, they're probably like one of the top twenty people at Google. Well, what do we call them? Do they start? They, they are sh- sh- not country buggers. Okay, are they ice techies? I mean, hockey nerds. I mean, Strix's a hockey nerd. Though. I mean, this is your thing. I'm, yeah. I'm putting it on a platter. You're a little off your game. Well, I'm not. This is Daddy's my- time of year. <laughs> I gave you. I gave you the answer. <laughs> You just call them techies. Ice techies. Ice techies. Ice All right, techies. I, I'll settle with that. The combo of ice and techies. Ice techies. Do they also shout shoot whenever the sharks have the puck? That's my thing. No, they don't even know. Play action. They don't even know what's <laughs> happening. They have um, no idea. Charlie Tuna has pulled my brother card because I didn't know Maxine Waters went to Vashon. I don't think he knew. I didn't know I had a brother card. He didn't know so either because he's never pulled. said it. Most black people in St. Louis know that Maxine Waters went to Vashon. We are pulling your brother card. That's from Charlie Tuna. I apologize. Huh. Chuck Tuna had a great hockey segment the other day with Kelly Chase. I know he who called me. He doesn't do our show. He does Tuna's show, apparently. <laughs> he wanted some questions. He, and he said, anytime, Chaser. And I'm like, oh, I see how it is. Huh. Chuck Tuna coming your way tonight. I normally get that text from, from Frank. Give me three sexy provocative. questions. Provocative. Give me questions. something provocative. Give me something provocative to ask. Strick is here. Robert Bortuzzo. And here is. <laughs> what would you ask that Robert Bortuzzo today? Something provocative. He's a pretty good sound, but I have to say, from Can my I, media l- world, let me say this. a good sound, but so I want him yeah, to score he more. He says, you know, about every third word he says, but you he, know. But he gives you a little something. He is. Let me, let me say this real quick about Robert Bortuzzo. Because people are saying, wow. I mean, he'll never be able to do that again. I heard one person say that. Oh, he could never do that again if he tried. This is the National Hockey League. You understand how good these guys are? You sound like Merrill Hodge right now. He was a third-round pick in the National Hockey League. and Just, just say NHL. <laughs> NHL, sorry. <laughs> now you sound like Mark Schlerer. I mean, he <laughs> was, you know, an American League All-Star. You're an amalgam of ESPN. This guy can go shelf on his backhand. He can make plays. If you watch him in, his, in the defensive end, and I'm not going to compare him to Petrangelo, or Pareko. I think it's Petrangelo, I think. Is that what you're, is that what they're saying? We're not sure anymore. We've we've lost track. He of hardly it. ever rims the puck on the wall. He can bump it to the middle. He can make plays. He's got good hockey sense. You know, he doesn't have great finish ability. Hockey sense. Which he showed that. But he showed that he doesn't have great finish ability. <laughs> no, he no, has showed no, us that. No, he showed that he does. <laughs> does. <though>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but if you watch his reads offensively, he's always sliding down, jumping, lots of motion in his game. I this, that is nothing new with Robert Portuzzo. It's a good, good sense. i got to tell you, and obviously you know it a lot better than I do, but I said the other night he has a tendency to, slide to pinch down. in and yes. to kind of be in front of the net. For a defenseman who doesn't score, yeah. 
he's always Edmondson too. He's always looking to do that as much as any guy that they have. I've seen him do that. It's just that he doesn't score a lot, but I've always seen him kind of have that that idea. And when you get your first career playoff goal in your thirty first yeah. playoff game, it's fair to say that this doesn't happen so, often for so, the guy. But yeah. you're, what you're saying is don't undervalue his skill. Don't underestimate his skill. I mean, obviously, and he'll beat the snot out of your teammate. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, he didn't he didn't fight a lot in junior either. I mean, it really wasn't his game. It's always amazing to me how I just mean if he's your guys, guys like Ryan Reeves. I mean, these guys played junior, and even when they first got to the American League and turned pro, that really wasn't their their game. They didn't play with any type of edge really they were physical players but the physicality was not through fighting or intimidation and and you know people do whatever they can and what they whatever they have to do to stay in the league but go watch the replay of the Vince Dunn goal and look at how Bortuzzo how active he was and then obviously on his own goal an unbelievable pass from Edmondson by the way obviously in the NHL certain guys are better than others in terms of finishing but if Bertuzzo had a little more finish in his game, I think, you know, he would certainly produce a lot more, maybe have a little bit of a different role. But to see him in that position to score and then to go shelf on the backhand, uh, I was not overly surprised that he could do that. I mean, this guy is a professional hockey player. Strick is here. Andy Strickland, Fox Sports Midwest, also part of the hockey team at 590 The Fan. Right now I'm going to make you role play a little bit. You are okay. Pete, Pete DeBoer. Okay. What's your approach tonight? What's, what's your level of concern? What are, you, what are you kind of focusing on? I kind of have a little bit of a concern. I go back to the previous series against Colorado, how they were all knotted up at 1-1, and San Jose won game three. Even though Colorado won game four and it was 2-2, I think this game is so important on so many different levels. You know, whoever comes out on top today, tonight, obviously they'll be up in the series, but the pressure isn't the same going into game four where all of a sudden you're facing a situation where you could go down three games to one against a very good hockey club, which would be a significant hole. And you don't want to put yourself in that position. You want to win tonight. You want to go up. The third game is so critical for so many different reasons. The percentages certainly point to that. So I think he's going to remind his hockey club how they played in game three against Colorado because they weren't very good in game two, even though they won game one against the Avalanche. They Same situation, lost game two, and then they were really good in game three. So he'll point to that. Um, but they got to find a way to make things a little more difficult on Jordan Bennington and create more high-danger chances and shoot the puck. I mean, there have been plenty of situations where San Jose's had the opportunity to get a shot off and they're choosing to make the extra pass or hang on to it, and for whatever reason, they're not shooting as much as they probably can up to this point. Are you our chief, mm-hmm. Craig Berube or Berube, What's your message to your team, and how do you get that energy right out of the gate? We always talk about a team that says they were flat or we didn't have the jump, which I can never figure out, Mm -hmm. but it does seem to be a collective thing. So is there anything, Chief, strategy-wise you're doing differently tonight? Are you going to roll out your same lineup? He didn't change it from one to two, which I also think was a message that, hey, I believe in this group. Correct. Well, he doesn't like to make a lot of changes either. I mean, you could even make the argument that maybe he's a little stubborn when it comes to making some, some of those changes. But I, I didn't have a problem with that at all. And I'm certainly not going to sit here and tell him who he should and should not play in whatever situation. I mean, every button that he's pushed seems to be working. But the Blues really toned it down in Game 2 versus Game 1. They ran around a lot. It's one thing to make a hit. But when you're running around a little bit out of position to get to a hit and to finish a check, but you're not coming out with the puck. I mean, it's all about puck possession. You want to have the puck as much as possible. That goes without saying. 
And I thought the Blues, from a structure standpoint, just really played a much more controlled game in game two. They're going to want to do the same thing. Um, like you want to hit them, but don't be a wild man. Don't go out of your way to make a hit if all of a sudden you're leaving yourself out of position. You know, San Jose is a veteran team. They can handle the physicality. They can play with some composure, some poise. Just getting hit, if you're running around, they're going to be able to expose you and turn that into a positive for them because they don't care about getting hit. I mean, Eric Carlson, nobody wants to get hit, but he's been doing this his entire life, certainly his entire career in the National Hockey League, and you're not going to break him down or impact his game just by finishing checks. Um, So you want to go about it the right way. The Blues certainly made some great adjustments from that standpoint. You know, San Jose is very good at stretching out the neutral zone, probably as good as any team right now. Uh, that we've seen in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's one of the best things they do. So the Blues did a much better job of shrinking the ice a little bit, having numbers around the puck, something that Craig Berube wanted to see in Game 2 that he didn't see enough of in Game 1. So they played a much more controlled game, certainly a much smarter game, stayed above the puck in the offensive zone and the neutral zone. And again, you didn't see the same type of fast-break opportunities to steal a basketball term. In case Tuna's listening Could you compare right it to the Cardinals, please? This yeah. is a baseball town. Please make a comparison <laughs> so to the Cardinals. We didn't see the same fast break opportunities from San Jose in game two that we saw in game one. Uh, other side of it, Boston dominated Carolina. Surprised there, or is Carolina just sort of run out of steam? Well, I think you get to this stage of the playoffs, you're always a little bit surprised if it's 3-0. You know, you would have thought that, you know, Carolina would have been able to win a game. But Did they eat a poo-poo sandwich? Is that how it went? Uh, eat a poo sandwich? Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Uh, Justin Williams, Justin Williams two-time was... cup champion, said sometimes you got to eat the poop sandwich Mr. and it doesn't game taste seven. good. Mr. Game 7, they call him. You know, Kings he... and Canes, yeah. cup champion. Um, he may have won three cups, actually. Um, so one with the Canes and two with the Kings. But regardless. Um, <laughs> what was the question? What? I've already lost what track. What, what, I was just saying, are you surprised why that Boston's Why are Boston the Sharks like the Brewers? That was the question. I'm not um, overly. Uh, Chum? Yeah. Bo- Boston, Boston is the superior team. I mean, Carolina still had like 99 points in the regular season, so it's not like they shouldn't be there or don't belong. But, you know, yeah, maybe they are running out of steam a little bit, just considering that the, the wall they're going up against. And the wall is Tuka Rask. He and Jordan Bennington have been the two best goaltenders in the playoffs for me. He has been unbelievable, probably the front runner right now to win the Conn Smythe if Boston is able to win the Stanley Cup. Just like you'd say that about Logan Couture on the San Jose side. Um, you know, he's been their best player, but Boston's getting it done with exactly what you'd expect. They got a lot of experience, and they just play the right way. They can win a 2 1 game, they can explode and put up a lot of. Uh, goals as well and, and, and outscore you if necessary, but they locked it down last night. Strick, what about game five, two o'clock on Sunday? Will you and Goldfinger, Octopussy and Goldfinger and 007? <laughs> I forget all the Bondisms. Yeah, Are you going back to San Jose now? Game seven, maybe? Go back? I've got um, the Blues winning in six. I'm sorry to disappoint anybody planning on a seventh game. We Listen, the Blues are having a watch party for game five. Uh, no at, need to go anywhere. At the Enterprise Center. And I may be down there doing some intermission oh, analysis and stuff like that. So, What's uh, a realistic crowd? Frank was saying, do you think they'll get 10,000? I said, maybe that's eight, a little high. Maybe five-ish? No, five plus? No, I bet you they'll get 10. Really? I bet you they'll get wow. more than 10. Now, I think there are... see cameras maybe I'm, in the house? I'm not so sure the upper bowl is going to be open. I think they're looking just to sure. fill the lower bowl. And that's got to be... A little bit north of ten, or somewhere around ten thousand. 
Do people, so they're selling tickets a little bit ahead of time? I think they're just trying to get an idea of how many people are coming, right? Are they selling tickets or is it free I'd admission? Off, uh, I know it's already at the end of the day. I wonder if we could. I'll try and look that up because I do yeah, have They're selling that tickets up. on the Blues website. They are for yeah. that, right? What does I it think, cost? I think that Curb said they kind of wanted to have an idea of how many people were coming. Okay. That was part of it. Uh, let's see. Watch party. Here we go. Here we go. Blues take the ice in San Jose. Fans are invited. Uh, $10 for the general public. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Puck drop scheduled for two. Tickets available by going to the Blues website. They okay. have discounted concessions, it looks like. Five bucks for nachos. Wow. Take that. A couple Fans bucks for a beer. Da, 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 da. So how much is it to get in? $10. Five, $10 to get in. Okay. Money raised will go towards future strict travel with Goldfinger. That's what it says oh, right wow. here. Oh, wow. That's love nice. It, love $5. It. If you're a Blues season ticket holder, mm-hmm. it's 5 Okay. stlewisblues.com. Uh, time for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, Justin Williams does, in fact, have three Stanley Cups. You're right. One with Carolina, two with the Los Angeles Kings. He has a seven career goals in game sevens. Yeah. So that's why you call I'm him Mr. Mr. Game, game Seven. seven. Yeah. Your daughter, if Chloe saw him, she would also say, he looks old. He's got one of those gray beards. Yes. She, she thinks Joe Thornton looks very old, and he does. He's been their worst player in the first two games. As noted earlier in our discussion. That yeah. was part of my game notes. Yeah, well, you would know. Game notes. That sounded a little condescending. No, he would know. Okay. Martin would. I surprised you. He like, went to CBC. So did I. You did, too. You would know also. Hockey Insider. We're greatly hockey. outnumbered We're right now. On that I one tried to get uh, Vitaly to come by just three so we one could intimidate right now, Frank with all the CV people. And Eddie McVeigh, the owner here at Maggie O'Brien. Did he go to CBC? Yes. Who didn't? You were greatly outnumbered right Can now. Can we Shrek. get somebody that went How to Parkway North, please? Four to one right now. You're going to lose. We'll have uh, Carriker come by. Parkway North, Steve Savard, John Kelly. Who's okay. your favorite Maggie or Margaret of all time? Or Maggie O'Brien. Well, Maggie's, you got to go uh, uh, Maggie Simpsons. May. Simpsons, that's Baby, good. Maggie. It's Peggy Olson. Margaret Thatcher. What was the other one? No. Maggie or who? Margaret? Maggie Siff, the Maggie. actress. There's Margaret Cho. Oh, she's good. The comedian. I like uh, her. That's I like a her. great question. I went to St. Margaret Mary when I was really little in Milwaukee. Does that count? Okay, sure, that counts. Maggie. Maggie, my favorite Maggie of all time actually works down at Bush Stadium. Okay. Did you just make that up? No, she works at oh. the front desk. Oh, Aggie. 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 I, 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 yeah, I call she's her. She's my Aggie, which Aggie. means Does she means still listen Maggie. to Aggie Siriati? She actually does listen to the show okay. because one day she said. Can I call her Maggie? You call her Maggie. Agnes, this is your, This is Daddy's time of year. You can call her whatever you want. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, Aggie, stop. Now, Aggie is at the media entrance, the will call entrance mm-hmm. uh, yes. at Bush Stadium. Yes. Wonderful lady. I think she's right around 90. Yeah. But listens to the show. Wow. And stopped me last week, and she said, I was listening and wondering who you had on because you kept talking about Chuck mm. and Chuck. And she said, I was trying to figure out who your guest was. And she said, I figured out it was Charlie because his name is actually Charlie. And, and I Martin th- did the right thing as a broadcaster and never mentioned the full name of the person who was on while mm. she was listening. Correct. So. I didn't reset, <laughs> you reset with my the co properly. So if you hear Chuck, that is actually Charlie yep. Marlowe, who is on assignment today with yes. Team A. We're better together, and we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be at Westport Social, Social tomorrow. And for the next two days, we'll be at Westport Social. You don't need to worry about that. We'll be in studio until um, It will not affect 11. the slop. No. i got to give a shout-out. Well, I'll do it Friday. Never mind.
It okay. will affect whether or not two lucky people are going to the game on Friday. That though. is quite yeah, true. Yeah, they're giving away tickets, right? Yeah. How about the, it? How about it? The name Maggie, by the way, in case you're curious, has dipped significantly in, in recent years. Six percent, or six out of every 1,000 girl was born, was named Maggie in the 1800s. Wow. It's uh, below one percent now, almost half a percent. Guess real quick, which state has the most Maggies in 2017? I'd say Massachusetts. Delaware. I was going up the same, oh, same general area, though. Wyoming. Wow. Yeah, they got wow. a lot of they got, they got, okay. they, That is true. They got a lot of Maggies there. Well, what's it what's is a deal it a popular with, Mormon name? What's the deal with Maggie? I mean it, if the name is Margaret, <laughs> M A R, how do you get Maggie out of that? Dan? <laughs> so, so you're telling me I have to laugh, don't I? You go from, you go from what if Margaret Frank opinion talk to, to Maggie? Here we go. <laughs> how, and how does Peggy get involved in this whole Margaret thing? <laughs> so her name was what? How does her name was Aggie, where does the strip calls her Maggie. Where does the P come from? Go ahead, Hoff. I'm sorry. Okay. Continue. Well, the Carry big, on. The big question for tonight, Blues have struggled at home this mm. postseason. Yeah. I went back to the regular season. Uh, the Sharks have lost 7-9 on the road. Yeah, they're much this, better at home. This postseason, they've been outscored. Nice little palindrome Wednesday. They've been outscored 21-12 to on the road this postseason. Guys, who eat the poop sandwich tonight, Blues or Sharks? <laughs> I feel good about the Blues yeah, the tonight. Blues win this game tonight. I think it's a 3-1 binner-binner chicken winner. Yeah. I feel good about the Blues tonight. I really, I, and I was confident yeah. on Monday we did a little five for Chuck. That's Charlie, Aggie. And I said, am I crazy? And he said, yes, you are. I said, can I finish the question? Mm -hmm. You know, the difference is. Am I crazy? Because I felt really good going into yeah. game two, even though they looked bad in game one. You know, there's been a lot of focus, I think a little bit unnecessary focus, on the lack of offensive production from a couple of the Blues' top players compared to the lack of production from a couple of guys in San Jose, like in Evander Kane, for example, who just... Where's he been? He's just not even, like, visible. I mean, he's proving to be a horrible playoff player. Um, <laughs> where where uh, Lois and I... Uh, Willie's fault. Uh, <laughs> linebacker Orlando Pace, uh, who, who, who told me that? Um, <laughs> this is Hoffman's favorite thing. Okay, it's... Yeah. Willie Springer, friend of the show, <laughs> yeah. also oh, appreciates loses it. it every time who you guys fall into Who wrote linebacker? You wrote your own script today. <laughs> I did not write this. Okay, so listen. Uh, oh, it's delightful. So Let's do a whole show as that. <laughs> uh, well, well, Willie, go ahead. And hit the, well, that's the wrong audio. <laughs> You're telling me you wrote your own script, but the producer screwed it up? Uh, oh, goodness. Okay, so Ooh. listen. Um, the Blues' best players who maybe aren't showing up on the score sheet from a goal-scoring standpoint. You like O'Reilly and Shen's overall game is what you're saying. They're impacting the game in other areas. I mean, they still show up when you watch the game. I mean, I don't mean figuratively. I mean, I mean literally like they show up. I just mean in terms of how they're impacting the game, whether it's being physical, winning an important face-off, even though O'Reilly's face-off numbers are down, getting assists. I mean, he's got points in like seven straight road games, something like that. His line has scored a goal in four consecutive games. So, I mean, they're still finding ways to impact the game, and I think at a much higher level than what we're seeing from the quote-unquote top players there with the uh, techie geeks. Now, my favorite Margie is Margie Baxendale. Mrs. B, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Baxendale, who might be celebrating a big 90th birthday coming up, but she does not want to be called Maggie. She is a Margie. Otherwise, I would have mentioned her. Yeah, She's yeah. My Favorite Mrs. B. Oh. Off, I'm sorry. This is a very ADHD. No, these version. are the best shows. Are they? Yeah. These are. <laughs> these are I, the best shows. I tend to, I tend the to bring that to the table. I like that. 
Uh, Dexter Fowler is all his two Cardinal questions. The Dex, first one he's is, my guy, by the way. He's, he's on, on a roll, staff, playing yeah. very well. Carpenter batting now 182 over his last nine games. Do we see a switch at leadoff hitter tonight in Atlanta? No, I wouldn't mess with Fowler. And, you know, we've gone through this how many times with Matt Carpenter, Carpenter where he struggles, and all of a sudden, the end of the year, the numbers are there. He starts eating salsa or something like that. You know, so <laughs> so this guy will start eating some salsa. He'll be fine. I think Your at the boy's end of the year, exit velocity is there now. Dexter Fowler, that ball is jumping uh, off his back. Yeah, I mean, he's got more Jordan. good. How about Jordan. the commish going up to him and saying, because Fowler's from Atlanta, and he said, first home run in his home city in 84 career at bats. And he said, Fowler said, oh, I had no idea. And then the commish said, I suspect he did. <laughs> he was playing at court. But how about the strict having the strict, the commish having that stat? I love yeah. the commish subtleties. That's Hall yeah. of Fame. When he throws them in, in other words, <laughs> 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 he didn't believe it. Who's that? What is that? Uh, what, did, what did you just do? What happened? Cardinals. What was that? What he called? I was just saying BS. Oh, I got you. Cardinals Braves tonight. Who wins? Is it two in a row? Uh, the trend that has been score a lot of runs and then don't score for who's a while. Who's pitching? The win tonight. The win tonight and lose tomorrow. Those, I think they'll score a bunch of runs for Waka. Waka. And then they probably lose tomorrow. The last and don't, time and don't score for Wainwright. The last time prior to last night before they scored a lot of runs was with a Michael Waka started game. The 17 run game. I think their focus may be a little bit um, well, more Willie, on the. Willie uh, told me that Flaherty's pitching tonight. More on the Blues game. <laughs> So I don't know where their focus is going to be tonight. You Cole. think they're distracted by the Blues game? A couple of programming notes. We will have our Fox Sports Midwest postgame show immediately following the game. So don't forget to flip on over and catch our postgame show on Fox Sports Midwest tonight. Full locker room coverage and analysis, breaking down game three of this Western Conference Finals. Um, and and in, if there's a win tonight, we'll yeah. do a little expanded coverage over on the two Fox. Oh, from right. 1030 yeah. to so 11, we might be bouncing TMZ out of the way. Oh, I like that. I like I'm that. And, and, then, and we'll have a game day preview coming up very soon on the Blues website, Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook. All that. That's real you're quick. so dressed up. Yes. Oh, nice. Before we wrap up, the uh, Cardinals are facing a gentleman by name of Mike Soroka from Canada, born in Calgary. Question is, in five starts, he's hit five batters. Give me a name. Who does he hit tonight? He leads baseball and hits batsmen. So, is he gonna? Is you're saying who gets hit yeah. first, or how many is he hit? Yeah. Which uh, which Cardinal gets hit tonight? Or you can give me a number more than one if you want. It seems risky. So. I'm gonna go Molina. Okay. And I'm gonna go Molina. Kind of leans in and takes it. He was uh, entering this year considered uh, a top by some metrics, a top 50 prospect in major. And then Molina suffers some bruising, and he says, "I got to go into the clubhouse and get some ice." Uh, and then the game is on. Then suddenly you turn on NBC Sports, yes. and there's Yachty at the Enterprise. And he, he, you know, Yachty's yelling in the clubhouse at the TV in Atlanta. It's Petrangelo. It's Petrangelo. <laughs> all right, that's the end of the day. That's the end of the day. It's the end of the show. Don't forget, Milty, your oh, guy for all your yes. tax needs. STLTaxLawyer.com. Any issues with the IRS, just head on down to Woodlawn in Manchester. That is where the uh, Mark Milton offices are. Former tax, uh, former attorney for the uh, tax division. STLTaxLawyer.com. He will take care of any and all of your IRS needs. And I was talking about my guy, Fast Eddie, with Eddie McVeigh here at Mag O'Brien's. They're actually good buddies. And Fast Eddie's, oh, doors really? open at 1 o'clock. You know about it. In Alton, Illinois, the tradition continues. The great food, the great menu, and the low prices. Get a Fat Eddie burger. That's a half-pound burger. Get mm. it with cheese for like two and a quarter. It's unbelievable how low the prices are. Beer's always cold, and it's always fun inside Fast Eddie's. Head on up to Alton, Illinois. Bigger, They've got room.
Huge parking lot. Beer's cold. Food's great. What more do you want? How about live music? How about open seven days a week? That's what Fast Eddie's is all about in Alton, Illinois. Strick, great to see you, buddy. Hey, always great to see you. Thanks for having me. And uh, head up and stick on the ice for sure. Big game tonight. Looking forward to it. And always good to be here at uh, Maggie O'Brien's. My favorite Maggie is here, by the way, Maggie O'Brien's. All right. Let's get to the hard line. That's next.